0: I can't believe I'm about to share this but I have self-sabotaged a lot in my past relationships like one time I went on a date with a nice guy a nice date nice guy hey girls welcome to the approach the coach podcast my name's Natalie Bonner and I'm the deep and meaningful conversation loving host and life coach Here to provide some life advice and personal stories with a side of tough love to encourage you to be the best version of yourself. I'm here for you on the weekly as I believe anybody can change their life if they really wish to. I have, and I know you can, so please stick around if you're looking for some inspiration and ideas to improve your mindset, behaviors, relationships, and just life in general. Right, let's get started. Okay, welcome back earth angels so today's podcast is going to be all about self-sabotage oh self-sabotage has to be one of the most interesting topics for me personally because it just doesn't make any fucking sense but then it also makes so much sense when you actually understand it so okay so if you don't know what self-sabotage is it is a thought or behavior that occurs and it prevents you basically from achieving your goals your desires your dreams it can also go against your values So let's just say your goal is to get super healthy and fit so you want to smash the gym or you've got a career goal like you really want to get promoted to the senior level or the manager level in your work or maybe you desire a romantic relationship or a group of friends. So you know any of these things that you really truly desire you can get in the way of that by self-sabotaging and I know what you're thinking you're thinking well but why would I prevent myself getting the things I want well you may not even be aware that you're self-sabotaging. And I said it before and I'll say it again. Your subconscious mind controls around 95% of your life, right? So your behaviors are predominantly controlled by your subconscious. So you're only aware about 5% of the time. Your brain does not want you to step out of that comfort zone, right? For that reason. It wants you to stay in the comfort zone. I know it's really confusing, so I'll give you heaps of examples in this app so that you can see where you currently self-sabotage. But you know your brain will just do anything to keep you safe. So It really does its best at preventing you from doing anything out of the ordinary. So self-sabotage. It's like walking around with your headphones in, right? You put them on, you start listening to your music, and then you can hear the music slightly, but you're like, something's not right. You just start thinking it's your headphones. You think your headphones are broken, but you carry on anyway. And 10 minutes later, you look down, you realise your headphone wires weren't actually connected to your phone. This is like self-sabotage. like You may not even be aware of it until you take a closer look and you fix the root cause of the problem, Okay? Self-sabotage is just a behavior that comes from a root core belief. So we will jump into it now. Okay, so with myself, (laughs) I can't believe I'm about to share this, but I have self-sabotaged a lot in my past relationships. Like one time, I went on a date with a nice guy, a nice date, nice guy. And I was keen to see him again. And I told him this. Which, note to self, I would not be texting a guy first and saying that I'm keen to see him again, ever, 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 mainly because I want a guy that leads, deep down, and I'm not going to be attracting a guy like that if I'm the one to lead, you know? So, yeah. Anywho, we bumped into each other on a night out, like, after the date and stuff, and um, I just instantly decided in my mind that he didn't want me. I just made this assumption in my head that he didn't like me, so... oh god so i actually blocked him on instagram (laughs) which is where we where we were speaking okay we we didn't have each other's numbers or anything we just like met he'd asked for me on instagram then we went on a date and then i bumped into him and then after one of the night outs i just made this assumption that he didn't like me and i blocked him why why do you ask well that is (sighs) self-sabotage so what we actually do is we base our current experiences on past experiences so, we want to get out of the habit of doing this as much as possible because this will help you in times when you are challenged. So, for example, at that point in my life, when that happened to me and with that guy, I didn't feel worthy of a relationship. I'd just gotten out of a relationship like the month before. And I thought, yeah, why not? I'll go on a date because so I thought I was fine. But you even hear the, the pitch of my voice when I said fine there. That just proved how unfine I was, if that were ever a word. But, um, yeah, I was not fine. And I was not able to actually feel like I was worthy of love at that point. So, so, so the tiny, tiny little moment where he behaved in a certain way, I took that as evidence that he didn't like me, and he didn't want to go on another date with me. So I shut him down immediately, like shut down, blocked out my life. I don't care. And yeah, I was busy, but that doesn't make any difference. Like it doesn't matter that I'd had 17 margaritas beforehand. It just matters that I was self-sabotaging and I knew quite quickly after that that I realized that I did not believe that I was worthy of a relationship. Yes, and speaking of marks, I have definitely self-sabotaged in the areas of health and business with my drinking patterns, you know. I'm not really a drinker through the weaker kind of gal, but I am a binge drinker, like most young Brits and Aussies, to be honest, we love to go out for some margs on the weekend. And, you know, it's like, oh, you have a few drinks and then on Monday you're like, oh, I'm never drinking again. So you're on this like mad health kick. Next thing you know, you're sinking two bottles of red wine with the girls out for dinner on a Saturday night. Yeah. So why is this self-sabotage though? Okay. Well, for me, health is my second most important value. And drinking on the weekend is... Not just like having a few drinks, but like, oh, having two and then it turns into 10. That's self-sabotaging. Because my one of my favorite things to do on a Sunday morning is go to hot yoga. Shout out to grassroots. Um, but yeah, if I'm feeling lazy after the bevs, then I'm obviously going to skip yoga, right? Which is then creating this inner conflict with between myself. Because I'm like, oh, why do I do it again? I really want to focus on my health. And then it's also gotten the way of things like business, like recording these podcasts. Like if I'm too like chill out, chilled on a Sunday, like I'm very fortunate that I haven't been getting hangovers. Like I had one hangover, I think, in the whole of summer. <laughs> but I'm um i maybe just like more sleepy, more like chill and I like, can't really be bothered doing things on a Sunday. So then I won't record these podcasts, you know? So it's it, that's when it's self-sabotaging behavior, when it's preventing you from getting the things that you desire and it's preventing you from feeling really happy. Just have a think right now, has there been any time in your life where you think you've self-sabotaged? Don't worry if you can't think of a time though, because by the end of this podcast, you will definitely, definitely, definitely think of time. So maybe get a pen, get a notepad right now and just take notes along the way, because I'm going to throw in heaps of examples and just see whatever pops up in your mind. Maybe even things that you've forgotten about, actually, that will just like, pop. That's the subconscious allowing it to come up, which is awesome. Also with self-sabotage, it is so... Fucking sneaky because it's like you don't even think you're self sabotaging. You could literally be saying, Oh, I want to meet my LOML, my love of my life. But then your behaviors are like going in the opposite direction of that. So, where does self sabotage come from? Okay, well, it may come from low self worth. And we've touched on that before in the first episode. So, I'd highly recommend that you go back and listen to that. And yeah, like I just said, I've self sabotaged with men many a times. And I'm sure most of you guys have also. And yeah, a big part of that could be to do with your attachment styles. So if you haven't heard of attachment styles, there's four different attachment styles. And you have secure attachment, anxious insecure attachment, avoidant insecure attachment and disorganized insecure attachment. So you can go and have a little Google of those. I'll definitely do a separate podcast on all of those because that's a huge topic that comes from your caregivers and the way your parents were and how they raised you. Um, so in my past, I have definitely been more anxious attachment style. And now I'm obviously predominantly secure attachment. It's really handy to know like what you are and where you are so that you can work on yourself some more to get you to head in towards that secure attachment style. Okay, so another reason for self-sabotage is fear of failure. Okay, so this one actually makes sense, right? When you want to do something, but this goal is like huge, and then you worry that you'll fail. So you just don't end up doing it. Um, this is what I'm saying by self-sabotage can flow through into every part of your life because just say you want to apply for a job but you're thinking about the interview process and you're thinking oh you might not be good enough and you're worried that you'll fail that is a fear of failure so you end up just not applying for the new job anyway or maybe you really want to get talking to that guy that you fancied forever but the feeling of being rejected makes you feel like you failed so you just don't speak to that person at all it could be as little as like messaging a guy first on hinge or something. Like maybe you fear that rejection so much that you don't even try with people. Hashtag self sabotaging, honey. Remember, fear kills more dream than failure ever will. Okay, another one fear of success. Yup. I know I did not believe that you could be afraid of success because in our heads, it's like everyone talks about success, like success is the ultimate goal, which is obviously BS anyway. But um, yeah, a lot of people are afraid of success. Okay, so like for me, one was, let's just say the podcasts. I recorded like four podcasts last year, but I never uploaded any of them. And when I worked with my coach at the time, I actually discovered that I was afraid of success. Success, you can be afraid of success for many reasons. It could be that maybe you, you, you're you the first person in your family that could ever have a successful business. You know, maybe you've come from a family that doesn't have much money and you fear that if you are successful and you do have lots of money, then you'll be separate from your family. You'll be different to your family. Maybe you'll be cast out by your family. Again, these are all just fears. It's not real life. It's just a fear. So maybe you're worried about becoming successful in a business because you may make loads of money and when you make loads of money maybe you'll change maybe you worry that you'll change maybe you worry that you'll lose your friends if you have more money and then they don't have that much money it's just all these little fears that we have in our head that even though we don't think about them on the daily they're actually there, sitting in our subconscious not allowing you to be aware of them and they are holding you back personally for me i had a fear of success and it came as a complete shock to me and it just came out of nowhere when I was working with my coach. And for me, it was like, okay, so if I become successful, then I have less time for my friends. And if I have less time with my friends, it means that like my life would change and I'd be unhappy. So also success can mean different, varying different things for people. For me, it definitely wasn't the money aspect, but it was more so the, the lack of my current life because I love my life the way it is. My underlying root cause was I don't want to be successful because success equals change and not enough time to do the things and see the people that I love. So yeah, I've worked on that now. So here we are, podcast uploaded. So how does self-sabotage actually show up? Okay, so there are many ways in which it can show up. Some of the ways you may not even notice because we have normalized these things. Maybe even glamorized it. First thing that we've glamorized for sure is perfectionism. Some people actually think being a perfectionist is a good thing. I used to think that. Maybe it's like that thing you've created, it could be like a piece of art. Or maybe it's your body. By the way, your body is a piece of art. And so maybe you just don't want really to wear this beautiful dress until like you've lost like five pounds or whatever. And maybe you want to look perfect and before you wear it. That's self-sabotage. Because you're going to look good in the dress regardless, okay? <laughs> or maybe it's whilst you're dating. Maybe you're finding anything when you went on a date with that guy. And he's just hes just not your type. I remember I would get the ick from like anything. Back in my heyday when I was dating all the time, I would just get the ick, honestly. Just like the way they looked or the way they walked or something. Or the way they stood. I'd be like, oh, ick. And that is me preventing myself from having a successful relationship. And it's also coming from low self-worth because I'm actually not feeling worthy of a healthy, happy, successful relationship. So I definitely have a look into all the sneaky, sneaky little ways that self-sabotage can show up in your life. Another one with perfectionism is even like if you think you know so much about a topic, like just say you even think that you're perfect. Like maybe you think, oh no, I'm already perfect. Like I know everything to know about this topic let's just use self-sabotage for an example if you switched onto this poddy and you're listening and you're like ah I already know everything there is about that you're actually automatically switching off a part of your brain that's preventing you from learning because you're thinking I already know enough so I just challenge you to be more curious about everything and everything in your life that were the areas that you want to work on and grow because opening up and being more open-minded allows space for growth Okay another way that self-sabotage shows up is guilt. I know and maybe that you find yourself becoming like obsessed with self-development and then you've noticed that maybe your friends or your partner or your family like they're not so much so you feel guilty that you're changing and that you're no longer the same as them and maybe you create like a separation from them or maybe you create a separation from the things that you love Like maybe you love self-development, but you're choosing to hold back a little bit because you don't want that guilt of progressing a little bit further and enhancing your emotional intelligence and stuff like that. So you hold back and stunt your own growth because you feel guilty about the differences between you and your partner, your friends, your family. Another one is avoidance. Oh, this is a big one. Because maybe you've been avoiding that much-needed conversation with your friend. You know, like it's needed to help improve your relationship, but instead you've just been avoiding it which can ultimately just build up in your own mind. And then one day you may just pop. And then what happens then? Well, you actually might jeopardize your friendship. Maybe you don't believe that you're even worthy of having intimate friendships. Maybe you've never had one in the past and you don't know how to handle it. So you're nitpicking or causing fights just to ruin this relationship or friendship. Also, avoidance will get you nowhere. In the past, I had a tendency to avoid social situations. I would just chill. I'd like say like, you know, I'm healing. I'm just chilling out. I'd call it retreat mode until my coach at the time was like, let's just call it for what it is, Natalie. It is avoidance. You're not on some fancy holiday. You're avoiding the world. And you know, at that time, I was avoiding intimacy with friends. So if I felt like more low, flat vibes, more chill, I would just only want them to see me at my peak, at my happiest. So I was avoiding them seeing the real me, which was ultimately me avoiding intimacy with friends. Now, I'm the biggest advocate in spending time alone. I absolutely love it and it is essential for us to be able to sit with our own thoughts, okay? But this is where you need to differentiate between healthy behaviours and unhealthy behaviours. And that's why you start looking for patterns within your behaviours. So for me, like I noticed that if there was something that happened to me or the way that I felt, then I would retreat and go into that, as I put it, air quotes, retreat mode, aka avoidance. Whereas now, like, I happily spend time alone and I know that I'm not avoiding intimacy, I'm not avoiding friendships, I'm not avoiding relationships, I'm not avoiding putting myself out there and getting myself out of my comfort zone. I'm spending time alone in a healthy and happy way. So yeah, just ask yourself, is there anywhere where you're, you know, feeling guilty right now or you're avoiding right now or is there anywhere that perfectionism is showing up for you? Another couple of ways that this shows up is giving up too easily. So whether that's a romantic relationship, a friendship, or maybe a new hobby. You know, maybe you've tried a new hobby and you loved it, yet the next time you go to book it, you just decide, actually, no, I can't be bothered, and just give up. Perhaps the root cause is that you don't actually believe that you deserve happiness. This is so common in humans, especially as adults, because there's this like social norm that as an adult, you need to become a certain way, you know, you need to behave in a certain way. You can no longer have fun the way you used to as a child. You've got responsibilities. All of these just bullshit beliefs that adults have that some way hinders our fun and hinders our life. Like, honestly, some people just give up on fun when they become a certain age. It's like they just think that fun was only designed for children. But no, that's the secret sauce to having a really good, fulfilling life is actually to create joy and enhance your own happiness. So do not give up easily, especially on the things you enjoy, because you do, and I repeat, you do deserve happiness, okay? No matter what anyone else thinks, whatever is fun for you, do it. Another way that giving up too easily can show up is in your romantic relationships. If you have a tendency to meet unavailable men when you're dating and you continue to date them, knowing that is a form of self-sabotage. Why? Why do you ask? Well, deep down you know this guy's unavailable, okay? Come on, deep down you know. He's just feeding you the breadcrumbs. But this is because there's a part of you that's also unavailable, It could be that you have a fear of intimacy. And remember, intimacy is not just a sexual thing. It's um, just getting close to another human being. Maybe you fear that you'll be abandoned again. You know, that could stem from childhood with your caregivers or things that you've experienced in your childhood. Or maybe you're afraid of commitment. You know, it's so easy for us to say, I want a relationship. But really, when you start digging down into the depth of who you are, maybe that that commitment's scary. Maybe you've been hurt in the past. And maybe you're worried that you'll lose that sense of freedom that you have when you're single. So it's really, really important to get deep, deep, deep into the depths of your soul. Like, let's just say you want to focus on me in your LOML, love of my life. Well, look at the patterns that have showed up in the last six months. Have you been dating the same type of guy? Knowing that deep down he's just not looking for anything serious? Or have you been avoiding dating altogether? Because deep down, you know that you're not ready to commit or that you're not ready to make a relationship work. Or maybe you just keep saying, oh, when this date comes or when I do this or when I have this, I'll be ready. That can also be a form of self-sabotage. Okay, and one more way that I'm gonna go through today because I could go through so many ways in which self-sabotage shows up, but I would be here for about three days. So I'm gonna go with boundaries. Slacking on your boundaries, Now you'll probably notice that there's a pattern with me. I'm mentioning boundaries and I'm probably going to mention them in every single podcast because repetition is how the brain learns. Okay so I shall repeat myself on the most important things. So boundaries are super important if you want to have a healthy happy life. Lack of boundaries is self-sabotage and behavior. Why? Because let's just say you're at work right and in the morning you're like yep I value health, this year I want to smash my health goals, so I've booked in for a gym class straight after work tonight. Then your manager men- mentioned to you throughout the day, oh, I've got this work, I need to get it done at ASAP. And instead of you saying to him, oh, I've actually got plans to go to the gym tonight, it's really important to me. You're just, you're like, okay, yeah, sure. And then you stay at work and you work late. Now, this is all right if it's like every so often, but if you're noticing that you're doing this every single week, then that is a pattern and a form of self-sabotage maybe you're staying at work late because you're a perfectionist and you want to get your spreadsheets done or your presentation perfected so that you feel good so you can get validation from your manager or approval from your manager I'd really really challenge you to ask why you are slacking on your boundaries especially with things like health health is the number one most important thing like if you don't have your health you don't have anything so I would really 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 challenge you on on that one. So you will have so many blind spots, hey, when it comes to self-sabotage. So if you do want to find and work through those blind spots, then let me know. Just slide into my DMs Uh this is part of my Elevating Your Empowerment 12-week one-on-one program. Okay, so where do you currently self-sabotage? Did you know what you were doing was actually self-sabotaging behavior? Let me just take a drink of my tea whilst you have a think about that. Okay, so I've got three big questions for you to ask yourself. Question number one. Knowing what you know now about self-sabotage after everything that I've just spoken about, ask yourself and be honest with yourself. Have you self-sabotaged in the last month? Write that down now. Actually, challenge alert. Go and ask one of your best friends, like ask one of your best friends who you know will be honest with you and ask them, hey, have you noticed any self-sabotage behaviours that I've done over the last, I don't know, month or whatever for something that you really desire, you know, whether you desire that promotion or relationship. I think, yeah, I challenge you to do that right now. Text him within the next five minutes. Okay, when this podcast finishes first. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so question number two. Ask yourself, what emotion were you doing your best to avoid in that moment of self-sabotage? Maybe when you did self-sabotage, you were doing your best to avoid rejection. Or maybe you were doing your best to avoid guilt. Mm. It's a very good question to ask yourself because in that moment of self-sabotage, we are avoiding something. We're avoiding pain of some form. So trying to understand what emotion specifically you were avoiding is really helpful. Okay, and question three. How would you feel and behave had you never been hurt before? So in that moment when you self-sabotaged, how would you actually behave instead had you never been hurt before? Babies. Have you ever walked into like a nursery and seen babies walking around saying, oh, I'm scared of getting rejected from the other baby? Or walking around seeing a little baby, it's like, "Ah, oh, I'm so jealous. No, you haven't. That's because our fears... Are based on what you've experienced in your past. Now remember, the past no longer exists. So you want to make new decisions based on the current moment, the present moment. And just remember, this is a work in progress, okay? So you just start working on this today. And if at first you don't succeed, just try and try again. Okay, so before we finish up today, the one thing I'm grateful for is my friend buying me a coffee. Oh, honestly, it's just like the little small moments in life where you have like a five minute catch up with someone, they buy you a coffee, you're like, oh, fill me up with love and joy. So, yeah, challenge alert. I challenge you to buy someone a coffee this week or a tea, whatever tickles their pickle. So yeah, if you're ready to banish your self-sabotaging behaviours and build your self-worth, self-belief, self-love, or just want to have a chat and let me know all your self-sabotaging behaviours, I honestly would love to know. So please slide into my DMs at Approach the Coach on Insta. And yeah, have an awesome week ahead, and remember to spread love, cheer, and start working on your self-sabotaging behaviours. Cool. I'll see you next time, Earth Angels. Mwah. I'd like to finish this podcast by acknowledging and paying respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples on this land on which we gather today and pay my respects to their elders past and present. Thank you.